I decree that it's officially a uh, smelly season, um, which is a good thing. <laughs> smelly season is a very good thing. Don't take it smelly the wrong season, way. Smelly season is upon us. Smelly season is upon us. It's time to smell things. It's time to wear blankets. Uh, almost. It's time to pick almost. up and get your blankets out of the closet. Put them on your couch. Or you bed. know what? I'm I'm a little ridiculous. I will oftentimes sleep under a comforter in the middle of summer. Um. Yeah. I mean, I did that all summer. I just was also not wearing any clothes and had a fan on and I was like, oh, it's so hot all night. <laughs> I I don't know. I My body is weird in that I can, like, I can attune to any temperature uh, pretty okay. Um, even if I do wake up completely drenched in sweat, I'm just like, oh, that was oh, a, yeah. a nice, a nice, a nice rest. Well, here's the thing about my body is that it doesn't matter how hot it is. I have to be under a a thing, a blanket, a sheet. I have to be under mm. something because even if even if it is unbelievably hot and there's nothing over me, my body's like, it's cold. You need to put something on top of you. I, I think that I have to be under something out of fear. <laughs> <laughs> Protection. Yeah. I don't, like, I'm... I'm no longer afraid of the dark. I have completely gotten past the childish fear of the dark. Yeah. Uh, I I live in the dark. I love the dark. Um uh but Are you in love with the dark? That's um Yeah, explain the, the reference version. before I say yes. Um it's instead it's the se- it's the romantic sequel to Are You Afraid of the Dark? It's the oh. Are you in love with the dark? That and was... it's a shitty sex porno because it's <laughs> okay. just filmed in the dark. You can't see anything. <laughs> you just hear, oh, it's so dark in here. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's a it's a it's a porn, but the but the sex noises are just about the dark. <laughs> yeah. It's, okay. a, it's somebody's key. <laughs> this sucks. Uh, this was a long walk for this joke, Amy. Um, hey, welcome to Enchanting Aspects, where we appreciate the little things in the dark. Um, <laughs> when we're recording this podcast, we're always in the dark. <laughs> um, th- we we appreciate the little things in art, and we enchant your aspects. And could you we- wait? <laughs> could you wait? Hold on. Could you? Imagine if two podcasts, if like a, a podcast host or whatever was just like, just so you know, I record every episode of the show in pitch black darkness. I do not even have a computer screen glow, just pitch black darkness. Um, and then proceeded yeah. to go on as normal. I mean, yeah, like, just imagine. I mean, at a certain point, it, it's probably just like vampires. It's just, I don't know, it just turns into lore, I guess, at that point. (laughs) (laughs) All right, yeah, you want some meta enchanting aspects lore? I'm sitting at my desk, and I've got my Nintendo 64 blanket on me, and I'm sitting crisscross applesauce, and there's dogs barking in the background, and I have a Starbucks cup of just water, um, (laughs) because my... My mom and my aunt wanted to get Starbucks, and I had hot chocolate an hour before, so I just wanted water. So imagine all that. Also, I'm wearing a cute outfit. Fuck you. 
Uh, yeah, let's, let's, yeah, let's, you know, let's, this is a good idea. Let's, let's describe our surroundings to, to really immerse our listeners into the I only described myself and really only (laughs) like a blanket in a cup. You still have no idea what my surroundings look like. Uh, well, uh, you know, I mean, you're probably sitting at like a, you know, a desk or something, right? Your microphone's in front of you. Yeah, um, are you sitting in a sewer um uh with a a bunch of rats uh holding up a microphone um and there's uh I that's that's all I got. I Hey Amy, I can't believe you actually stole my bit. Uh <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> um I was right. You were right. You were absolutely correct. Hey, Hey, what is your thing this week in the oh. podcast that we talk about things? Oh, oh, it's my turn this week? It's your turn this week. Well, you know, so speaking of uh uh speaking of the sewers, <laughs> speaking of hanging or like uh, describing our surroundings. Uh let me let, let me see if you recognize just any of these noises. Uh yeah, that's that's another uh that's a fucking Mario sixty four. Yeah, I I've been playing a lot of Mario sixty four. <laughs> Jupiter, we you talked about Mario sixty four two episodes ago. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. I absolutely. I, oh my I know. god! I fully know. I fully know. I understand. <laughs> but There's no rules. It, there's no rules, and also it's the only thing I've been thinking about. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so the last time you heard me talk about Super Mario sixty four was two weeks ago, and yeah. I think when it was recorded, like we, no one knew about the Mario three D All Stars or whatever it's called. No, I think we talked about it. I, I think we talked about it that episode. Did we? Yeah, bef- yeah, we complained about how it was um, a limited release. Yeah, I mean, that's still bullshit. But okay, I, I don't know. I, the timeline, whatever. But it wasn't out. Yeah, it wasn't out yet. And now it's out, and I have been playing it, and I have been working my way through Mario 64 and 100% completing all the levels. Instead of Mario 64, they should call it Mario 100. Why? Because you're 100%ing it. I gotta go. I gotta go. I'm so sorry. No, I gotta leave. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um so uh I Oh wait, I have one one more joke. Let me let me be the Mario thirty six to your Mario sixty four. Okay, you're gonna that makes that makes a hundred, those two numbers added together. I'm gonna make a Valentine's card that says that. Somebody out there appreciates that. Okay, go. You you're allowed. You have permission from me to talk about your thing now. I've 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 met met my quota of two shitty jokes. I that I was just staring into space. <laughs> um, staring into Mario Galaxy. Pudumch. Okay. Pudumch. Okay. So, uh, so I've been playing a lot of Mario sixty four recently, and uh, you might have heard me. On Twitter, I do. I'm doing. I'm doing late night Mario posting. 
Yeah. And you might have heard me talk about one particular level. Yeah. Yeah. I did see that. Uh, and so I want this week is an anti-aspect. <laughs> I'm going to put an explosion music. Explosion oh, explo- noise. Explosion music. Now find explosion music, please. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. That, that'll be easy. <laughs> this is post-production, Amy. It wasn't easy. I didn't find it. Explosion music doesn't exist. Fuck you, past Amy. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the Hazy Maze Cave. Hazy Maze Cave. Hazy Maze Cave. I have been on a tirade on Twitter against the Hazy Maze Cave. Uh, but I do, I, I do want to go ahead and just like start the, you know, set expectations. Um, it's not really that bad a level. It's fine. <laughs> um, what level is it? I don't remember. Is it the one so, with the fun little dinosaur in it? Uh, yes. I'm struggling to think if there's another the, fun little the dinosaur. The Nessie. There's a yeah. There's a Nessie. Okay, so Hazy Maze Cave. What is Hazy Maze Cave? What is what is Mario doing there? Uh, so Mario 64 is really fun. I like I've been really having a really good time with it. It's structured out like like you know other games have like world maps. Uh, this game has more just like sections of a castle where all the levels are at. Uh, and you know, but like. Two weeks ago when we recorded that episode, uh, I had never played Mario 64, like, really. I'd played it in an emulator a little bit and sort of fucked around uh, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time that I'm actually playing it, like, as intended. Yeah. And, like, it's the first time that I'm, like, thinking of it as being, like, a real Mario game. Because I, I don't know. For the longest time, like, before I started to, like, really play it, I didn't really consider Mario 64 to be, like, much of a... It didn't, it didn't really fit in with the other Mario games for me. Like, it didn't feel Super Mario. <laughs> it was not... didn't have Super at the beginning of the title, it was, so... It does. It does? It, it's Super Mario 64 is the full title, yes. Damn it. You fool. <laughs> I feel like a dumb bass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, there's like the main area of the castle where they like the front entrance, and like you get this little like notification like, "Hey, Bowser, put all of the power stars into paintings." Um, it's like not really like I mean in typical Mario fashion actually there's not much of a story yeah uh but uh but you just sort of like I mean look if you're looking for uh authentic narrative in a Mario game I think you're looking in the wrong place but anyway so not counting Paper Mario don't (laughs) don't at me Amy okay you were gonna Anyway, so then you get to, like, the second area of the castle, which is the, like, sewer. <laughs> the sewer yeah. of the of the castle. The castle's own sewer. Yeah. Your own 
personal sewer. I think this is the third or fourth time you have specifically mentioned that song in our podcast. I don't even like, I don't even have it saved in my Spotify. I've also brought up Your Own Private Idaho, which is like, I saw this. I I thought that was the one you just talked about. No, (laughs) no. Wasn't that the one you were referencing? I was referencing Your Own Personal Jesus. Oh, I thought you were you were just changing the words for Private Idaho. I'm pretty sure Your Own Private Idaho is a movie. I thought it was a song. It might we're be. We're getting so off track. What, what is Your Own Private Idaho? <sighs> okay, it is both a movie and a song. Okay. There you go. Okay, so uh, the Hazy Maze Cave is in the second area of the game, in that sewer. It's fun because the sewer area, like, like you know, the entryway, you go into all of these doors and, you know, they have these rooms with these big paintings that lead off into worlds. But then you go into the sewers and there's one painting of a big fire face. Oh, yeah, that one's pretty scary. And then and then the other two worlds are behind a false wall and a pool of goop. Okay. So they're they're really spicing it up. And yeah. it, and in the third area, one of the worlds is behind a clock, so Yeah. So Bowser's just fucking around at a certain point. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, I'm so tired of painting." Yeah. Just fucking put it behind a wall. Put it behind some goop. Mario Mario Sunshine wouldn't be released for enough. <laughs> but anyway, let's go to Goop Town. Okay, let's go to Goop Town. So, so the Hasty Maze Cave is is where I like stopped for like I was playing like you know I was really focused and really playing for for uh, a grip, and then I got to the Hazy Maze Cave and just stopped for the night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like emotionally, I was like, oh no, the Hazy Maze Cave. Yeah. Um. And then I picked it up the next day, and I was like, you know what? Actually, this isn't so bad. I It didn't take that much longer to beat than any of the other worlds. And it, like, sort of teaches you how to play it in, like, an interesting way. Like, it's it's kind of a... It's kind of a neat level, actually, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, what is the Hazy Maze Cave? Well, it is a cave. It's hazy, and there is a maze. There you have it. There you have it. So, it is, like... it's really interesting because like most of the levels are sort of just random collections of objects because this was the first time that Nintendo was making like a big 3d game. Yeah. And one of the first times that anyone was making a big 3d game and it was sort of like, Oh, let's see what we can look at what we can do with 3d yeah but there is also like like strong themes to the levels and like you can you know get some ideas of what it's supposed to be yeah and it's really like Really interesting, and I think the level that actually, that, like, really hit me with that the hardest first was actually Hazy Maze Cave. Oh, really? Yeah, because 
Okay, so I'll just go ahead and give the two reasons why I don't like this level, and then we can get into the good stuff. Okay. The The only two reasons why I, I don't particularly like this level is, A, because a cramped, closed cave is not at all what the camera system in this game was built for. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, the, the camera in Mario 64, like, the Nintendo 64 didn't have a second stick to move the camera around. It just yeah. had it just had four buttons. So You just had Yeah, it's uh and then so when you like move the camera, it switches into different angles rather than like a smooth like you can pick where the camera is. So mm-hmm. you basically can't move the camera in this level because yeah. uh it will get caught on stuff, and it will, yeah. like, just bounce around and be unhelpful. Uh, and then also, in every level, uh, in order to get one of the stars, you have to collect 100 coins. And Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I... Yeah, it's, like a, it's, it's one, like a secret star in every level as you collect 100 coins. Wow. And I like those stars because it like makes you like think about the level in a different way and they usually like just give you about enough to be able to do uh-huh. it so you really got to like think about where you get coins uh and like how to maximize how many coins you're getting it's it's fun but uh in this level it was just it's just sort of a nightmare cuz getting to the different areas is like it's really easy to die mm. uh, in the like walk between areas between where all, most of the coins are, and there are just just barely enough coins in the whole level yeah. to get you to one hundred. The economy in the Hazy Maze Cave is real bad right now. Apparently, it's the, in a recession. Apparently, there are one hundred and thirty nine coins in the level. I don't know where they're getting that number. Because there, there must be some, like, hidden secret coins somewhere that I just did not find. Probably. Um, but it was, it's it's rough out there. But here's what I like about Hazy Maze Cave. Okay. I think it does a really good job of feeling like a physical place of, like, this is a underground mining operation that either, like, everyone is, like... Either everyone's been on break for 10 years or it's not, they're just not coming back. There's no, like, hardly any, like, you know, industrial equipment around, but this isn't, like, a naturally built area. And, like, there are, there's, like, scaffolding and uh, just structures that are clearly, like... Elevators. Elevators that are, like, built into it in a way that isn't like natural um and it does sort of just feel like this mining operation that got abandoned and left behind and bowser was just like hmm well this is a good spot to uh, put a warp painting in yeah Um, throw some goompas in there there are no goombas in hazy maze cave the shell guys shell koopas no, the ones with the blue shells, the dark blue shells. Oh, no, actually. Uh it's Mario 64 is really fun because 
most of the enemies are just circles. Because <laughs> yeah. they were because they were just figuring this stuff out. They were like, okay, so we can make a flat PNG of an orb and just make it always face the camera. So yeah. that can look like a 3D ball. <laughs> oh, it's the jumpy little spiders. The jump they're called scuttlebugs. Okay. Yeah. They're they're doesn't fit. They are orbs with these four little goofy legs. Two massive circular eyes and little pincers. It's very mm-hmm. fun. This is also, I believe, the only level. I, I want to do a full a- aspect on swoops at some point. Okay. Swoops are the little bats that are in Mario, and they're a pretty no. they're a pretty rare enemy, all things considered. Mm-hmm. This is like the only level I think in the game where they show up. They have a they're a oh, unique three wow. D model. They're really cute, and I did not even know they were in this game. Same same with Monty moles. Monty moles are in this level. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, Monty moles are very rare uh, in this game. Check a mon- check in your area for Monty mole, and you might find a, a friend and a boy. You might find a friend and a boy. Uh, it also features my favorite enemy in any video game ever, which is Mr. I. Oh my god, Mr. I is terrifying. Mr. I scared me a lot as a child. There, yeah. <laughs> Mr. I is just an eyeball. It's just a round eyeball. <laughs> and- Honestly, I feel like um, coming in October, I feel like one of my aspects is just going to be me, me listing every single thing that terrified the shit out of me from Mario 64. <laughs> That's valid. Because the list is very long. I th- I think that the spooky piano is cute, but anyway. Oh, no, it's not. It wants to eat you. That's fine. It's earned the right. No. Yeah, Mr. I is just a... <laughs> It's just an orb. It's just an orb of an eyeball that just sits in levels, and it just looks at you and occasionally will fire a little thing at you. Um, it's a wink. It's a, He's firing a wink at you. Yeah. They're really easy to beat, though. Yeah. You just Don't gotta, tell the secret. Don't tell the secret. Let them figure it out. You just <laughs> you just got to walk around them once. And then they spin, and then they get confused and spin in circles and then die. Like I remember it taking longer, like more spins to to fuck him up. But it's really just the one. Also, for some reason, the Mario series can never just name fire fire. Uh, so the fireballs are called uh, Karanpa balls. Of course, yeah. Sure. Now this level hazy maze cave it's really confusing and like does showcase the like there was legit like a big part of me that was just like i really hope that they give they put a regular camera (laughs) in (laughs) in the mario 64 remaster but they didn't yeah yeah um which means that we have never had a version of mario 64 with a good camera (laughs) What about the Mario DS? I thought that has a camera that lets you move. Yeah, but I believe that you have to move it using the stylus, which means that you're taking your hands off of the, like, Oh, so you can't be a gamer. Right. Like, when I played Mario 64 DS, and actually, I keep remembering things from Mario 64 DS, because I did play that a lot, but it is a very very different game. 
Uh, it is. Yeah, they changed a lot of yeah. things. And I keep remembering things from Mario 64 DS and being like, oh, wait, that's not here. Yeah. Is that better? I don't know. <laughs> uh, they're, they're very different games. I think they're both good for different reasons. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, it, even though Hazy Mave Cave has its problems... I still, I still, I genuinely, I generally like it at least thematically, and like I don't think that it harshes my opinion of Mario sixty four at all, uh, even though it's like the weakest part so far for me. Mm-hmm. I I feel that like, my opinion of Mario sixty four is still pretty damn high. I'm really enjoying it. It's a really fun game. You could tell that they were just like, we need to hit, we need to hit all of the Mario staples for this one. We need to really make sure that it feels like Mario for people. Uh, yeah. Big bomb, uh, uh, fucking, what, Big Bomb Battlefield, the first level. Yeah. Is like, all right, grass level. We got to get the grass level to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's like six water levels. <laughs> so many water levels. Uh. And this is, like, one of the... I don't even know if there's another one. I, I don't remember all the levels off the top of my head. But I'll beat them all eventually. This is one of, like, the only underground levels. And its music is even a remix of the, like, 1-2 underground music in Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. It's, it, you could very much tell that it was just like, we need to get an underground level to make sure that this feels like Mario for everybody. I feel yeah. I feel like they were like half like half really confident about this game and half really scared. Oh yeah, absolutely. Cuz it's new territory. Right. I I feel like they probably like I feel like they probably started very scared. <laughs> and mm-hmm. like when they were making all these they were just like like in the planning stages of the game they were just like all right, we need an underground level. That needs to be there. Uh, and then, like, act- as they actually started building out the levels, like, they started to get more confident. But I I have to imagine that even, like, you know, even, like, up until the day that it, like, went out to the, uh, went out to the fucking cartridge manufacturers, they were like, oh, God, is there, en- like, is there anything more that we can do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, but clearly it worked out for them, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really know that I have... I mean, I, di- I didn't even touch on Dory, uh, who is the... Fun- the best part. The funny dino. The best part of the of the level. Definitely works, from my memory, definitely works better in Mario 64 DS. Because in Mario 64 Original, uh, at the instant that you step on Dory's back, um, they just sort of start honing like an inf- <laughs> like they move like an inflatable tub toy with a propeller at the back and like they will go in whatever direction you're going and just bump into walls and never stop moving hell yeah that's how i like to drive my car <laughs> uh and it's just it's just a, a control issue, but you know what? <laughs> Whatever. Now I genuinely wish that they would release Mario 64 DS Switch. 
Yeah, that's three consoles in one title. 64 DS Switch. Yeah, they need to call it that, too. Switch D4. D Switch D4. Hey, Amy. Hey. What? You you were deep in the Matrix on this one. Yeah, I did a bit of research beforehand because I got very excited and I want to do more research, but I'll do it... I'll do it in more free time. Um, also, dog. Also, dog. Uh, What's your thing? My thing is actually about sound samples from uh, Earthbound. Ah, of course. Of course. Um, I'm so, so excited for this, actually. So I'm going to leave. So something that I discovered on Tumblr this morning um like some information about a specific sound sample from the game um uh i found and i was like oh shit this is so cool and then i was like what else can i find um so i'm gonna talk about that one last because that's the best part but basically earthbound is um it's it's it uses a lot of fun sound samples and songs that uh nearly every song you listen to you're like this kind of sounds familiar i feel like i've heard it before um and if if you think something sounds familiar in earthbound it's because you're probably right because the uh composer and the creator of the game uh were really avid fans of a lot of um a lot of western american music sort of sure Uh, they're really big fans of like the Beatles, especially, like a lot of uh, a lot of songs um, that are from the Beatles, are uh, sampled or inspired by a couple of songs, and then also like you got things from the Who, you got things from Pink Floyd, The Doors. Um, I don't. This is so interesting because I've never like thought about like because I, I mean I've never played Earthbound all the way, but also like this is just not something that I've ever noticed or thought about that they referenced sounds in pop songs yeah um so they a lot of they don't like there's there's a couple of like sounds they directly take from something but there's also a couple of things that they just like directly take the melody or like the beat of so let me let me play some examples for you yeah. i'm actually doing a specific audio example for an audio medium can you believe it can, can, you, can believe, you believe it can you believe that we would do audio on this podcast <laughs> um so there's like there's a video on youtube called vg music origins colon earthbound slash mother 2 and it's by age of pisces and it's like it's a nine minute video and i'm not like just gonna rip off everything that they listed because they worked hard on finding this stuff and I think it was really cool, but I am going to reference a couple of things that they found, um, which, so the first one is, um, it's from a place in Earthbound called The Cliff That Time Forgot, and this song, um, basically rips off, like, the very beginning of All You Need Is Love from the Beatles, so here's the Earthbound song. Here's the Beatles song. But yeah, so that they actually that one they literally rip that exact noise um and just slow it down and speed it up um for the very beginning. I do which love is cool. that. I do love that um, they were just like, you know, fuck it, mine now. 
<laughs> yeah, Earthbound does it a lot, and I hope they never ever get sued for it. Um, I mean, it feels like it's too late now. <laughs> J- fucking, uh, which one of the Beatles is still alive? Ringo Starr is just like, like ah, uh, <laughs> oh, I play an Earthbound, don't I? Oh, that that sounds familiar. <laughs> I, love, I love my Beatles voice because it's the same for every member, and it's uh, incomprehensible. <laughs> Doesn't sound like any accent ever. It sounded it sounded a little, it sounded a little Australian. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean it was bad. I I mean I know that. <laughs> um. So this next one is it's for the beginning, like when you start the game. The like, song is called "Your Name, Please," and it's when you like you're setting up all your settings and your name and shit. Um, and so this one's more of a theory. I don't know if it's 100% right. I couldn't 100% hear it. But they use, like, this... In this song, they use, like, a sample of, like, a crowd, sort of. Mm. And this person deduced that it's possible that it came from um, the Monty Python theme song. Interesting. Um, so, here's the Earthbound song. <laughs> Here's the Monty Python song. <laughs> yeah, that one I'm not entirely sure about. I um, I sort of hear it. I like I sort of hear it. The, the yeah. crowd is sort of familiar. Yeah. Um so the next one surprised me because it was something I never even heard of, and I was like, "Oh, this is literally just the the that song." Um, um, it's a song that plays when you're in Moonside and Earthbound, and the song that it uh takes from is called "Keep On Laughing" by Rick Okasek. Uh, Earthbound song. Here's the other song. So yeah, there's that one. That's like sounds exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I love this because like sampling is something that has been like has been really a staple of music since uh like the nineties. Yeah. And I I mean I personally love it of like this sound sounds good. It's the exact kind of sound that I'm looking for. I, you know, am inspired by this, so I'm going to take a little bit of it and make something new. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And also I think it it per- it's perfect for Earthbound itself because Earthbound is a game that's so much about like 90 sort of 90s to 60s culture yeah. of like, you know, uh what's the word like a generic sort of americanized western family setting and and like arcades and i don't know it just Fucking it just fits so Earth, well with earthbound it. did stranger things before stranger things did stranger things yeah um so i'm gonna list a couple i'm not gonna i'm not gonna play them but um there's like a one guitar riff during an enemy that sounds like surfer music and it's like basically uh the song be good by chuck berry johnny and then there's also um, there's there's a flute that plays um, that's part of one of the main eight melodies, and it's literally like the exact same melody as uh, 
a symphony number no. nine from a composer called Durock, mm-hmm. I think. I um I flutes especially I because like there's so many instruments that like you like if you want a good sample of it like it's you you're not gonna you're 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 not gonna have access to a flute (laughs) (laughs) well this one they they didn't they didn't sample it they just took the melody sure Um, sure that's what they want you to believe (laughs) i listened to it trust me that's just Um, what they want you to believe also, the song "The Skyrunner," it's like you a hundred percent. It feels like inspired by the Who. Um, also, um, as I said before, they definitely reference like a song by Pink Floyd and the Doors. Um, so there's this song that was originally in the first Mother, and it was also an Earthbound in the Store song. It's called "Humoresque of a Little Dog," um, and the melody is. Uh, somebody found that it's from a 1920s short called Love My Dog. Um, okay. And it's like the exact same melody. All right. it's, it's really cool. Um, so those are those are all my little baby samples of of cute little things. I really wanted to find like more of like the exact sounds. Because like, you know, in our theme song, we've got the wow from Earthbound um, and... There's there's one person that thinks it might be from like a really old commercial where someone says wow but nobody's found the actual sample of it. Sure. And then I also um really want to know where like the like whisper of Gigius Gigius I don't know how to say it. I've um, I've I've heard it pronounced all sorts of ways. Guy gas. <laughs> Guy gas fart man. Fart man. Um, <laughs> fart man lives so, in the toilet. If anybody else knows like about any of those sound samples and wants to hit me up, uh, totally can. Uh, our email is uh, Enchanting Aspects Podcast at gmail.com. Just I pod, think. just but pod. Enchanting Aspects Pod at gmail.com. Um, so let me get to to the best part of what I discovered today. So first, I'm gonna show you um a song from Undertale because this samples this samples the same thing. Because as we know, Toby Fox is a very big uh, Undertale fan. and Yeah. I, yeah, Toby Fox is a fan of his own game. He's a, he's a very big Earthbound fan. fan. Um, I did not even register that as being <laughs> wrong. <laughs> yeah. But from the song Amalgam, Amalgam, I don't know how to say that word. From the Undertale soundtrack, uh, Toby Fox uses a lot of um, Earthbound sound samples in his songs, and so in the song Amalgam, you can just play like the first three seconds, and you'll hear your you'll hear what you're supposed to hear. Um, and then. Mm-hmm. Bam! 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 And so um, that was sampled from the same sound sample from Earthbound, which is this song. Once again, you can just sort of listen to the first couple of seconds. This is from um, the Cave of the Past song. That same sort of do. Oh, yeah. I, music is constantly cannibalizing itself, and I think that's good. I think it's good, too. Reuse, reuse, reduce, don't reduce, recycle. Um, 
But here's my favorite part about this that I discovered today is that this specific sound sample, it's still just a theory. It's not confirmed, but like I'm like 100% sure this sound sample is from the beginning of a Beach Boys song. Oh, are 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 we getting some some fucking? I was trying. I was trying to combine the words Amy and theory crafting, and I just came up with Amy crafting, which doesn't feel. <laughs> Welcome to my Minecraft channel, Amy crafting. I yeah. uh, this is my first and last episode because I'm getting banned from YouTube for coming up with such a shitty name for my Minecraft channel. <laughs> if YouTube banned people for having shitty names, then <laughs> there'd be nobody left. Yeah. Um. So so this song. Is from the Beach Boys. Um, it's called Deirdre. Deirdre. Um, we're gonna listen to this at the same time because I want to know your reaction. Okay. But it's like right at the beginning. You'll hear it. Okay. Um, and it, it's like the exact same noise. I don't. I don't know a lot of uh, a lot of Beach Boys. This is not a well-known song. I've never heard of the song before, and I love the Beach Boys. So one more time. Here's just the Earthbound sample. And here is the Beach Boys song. Yeah. Yeah. Like, isn't that so cool? That noise is somebody saying Deirdre. That noise is somebody saying Deirdre. Well, it's like a chorus of. Beachy boys singing, dude. But yeah, it, so- like, it sounds. Th- yeah, that sounds uh, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. I just think that's so cool. That it was, what I love so much about this, and I love Earthbound, and I love Undertale, and I love the Beach Boys, and I love it so much that um, taking sound samples for things, or taking inspiration or melodies from other things across generations, like symphony symphonies from centuries ago, or yeah, things from yeah, the nineteen yeah. twenties, like it just makes everything so much more connected. And I love that so much. I love how a piece of something is connected to another piece. It's also sort of like how, um, like. The Legend of Zelda, Zelda's theme is inspired by Mort Garson's song from Plantasia's album. Like, I just love how everything's so connected in that, like, it, like, whatever amazing story or world or music that you create, it's never just yours. It's always going to be a culmination of the things that influenced you and helped you become who you are. And that's sort of like how we are as people too like we we are who who we meet and who are we influenced by and what things we love and we're an amalgam uh, amalgam i don't fucking know the word amalgam but we're, we're amalgam of all the things that we love and and so are the things that we love and i just think that's really neat can i tell you the only reason why i know the word amalgam and how to pronounce it is why? is because I once watched a YouTube video about uh, the Amalgam Comics universe, which is when Marvel and DC were both like taking a big financial hit for whatever, whatever reason at the time. And they were like, fuck it. What if we work together and create an, a, a comics universe that mashes up our characters? Oh boy! And it was I'm glad like, I never heard of that. And it was like 
Wolverine and Batman were combined and Wolverine and Batman have to go buy life insurance together cuz they're married. Yeah, I don't know. It was a it was a whole thing and I don't know anything about it and I don't really care. But that's the only reason why I know the word amalgam. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, that's my thing, that's your thing. That's both um, of our things. That's both of our things. Wow. Uh, I already said I already said the email. You can um add us. You can ch- chat with us at the Twitters on at Enchanting Pod. Yeah. Um, tell tell me about things that are sampled from other things because I love that shit. It's yeah, lore, it's and great. I love it, I, and I eat it up. I absolutely fucking yum yum love that shit. Love that shit. Love Yummy. that shit. Um, I I have a uh I I have a twitched. Pa- uh, twitched page uh you can find me uh at uh twitch at twitch.tv slash hell princess jupiter i stream very often and uh i have been really uh pushing very hard to be able to uh, make partner and quit my job and do streams and podcasting full time uh and if you would like to help me out with that uh going to my twitch page would be incredibly helpful and just and just helping me out watching my stuff uh even if you can't support my financially just hanging out and and being in chat and being part of the community really really helps me out and i really love my community and and love doing uh streams and hanging out with everybody so uh it would really mean a lot uh if i could uh, be able to to quit quit my job in by the end of this year and and do this stuff full time and if you came out to my streams and hung out and support me that would be amazing and I would really really appreciate that um so yeah yeah all right see you next week oh yeah see, love your love, uh-huh. love. <laughs> sorry go ahead <laughs> love yourself believe in yourself. Did we say our names in this at the first start of no, this? No, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. We did not. I'm, no, I'm Jupiter. No, it was a one-time thing. I forgot about it. I'm Amy. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>